With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As we uh, promised the general manager of the Cavs, who's a local guy, he's a guy who kind of, I guess, grew up listening to the show. He's a Brooklyn guy, and he's been in the metropolitan area, coached at Columbia, and now he's the uh, 34-year-old general manager of the of the Cavs, and that's uh, Kobe Altman who joins us now. Kobe, welcome to the program. How are you? First time, long time, Mike. First time, long time. Well, thank you very much. Give me a little <laughs> bit about the background. So you you grew up in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, bro- grew up in Brooklyn, public school kid, in right. high school. What, what, where did you go? Um, New, what high school? New Utrecht? New Utrecht High School in okay. Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Okay. And, and listen, we, we grew up listening to you guys. This is... This is a tremendous honor, Mike. Well, thank you. It's an, I, I appreciate it. It's very nice of you to say. Now, you went to Middlebury College, right? Went to Middlebury College in Vermont. Uh, came back to New York, worked some, some real estate for a few years, but got my start at Xavier High School, right. local Xavier High School on 16th Street. The legendary Joe McGrain gave me my first opportunity as a freshman basketball coach. Okay. And uh, that was about 10 years ago. So, so. continue to pass. Let's see, let's see <laughs> how you got to be the way you are with such a prominent position. You were an assistant at Columbia, right? Yeah. So before, uh, before that, I went to Amherst College in, okay. in, in Massachusetts, got right. my master's degree at UMass. Did some USA basketball stuff along the way. Okay. Uh, were you in a you sports know, management program there at UMass? Sports management program. Okay. They were um, one of the first ones in the country to have one, and they're the first ones to have a master's degree, I believe, too. Yeah, it's one of the best in the country, and, and without that program, I don't think I'd be here. I got wow. introduced to Sean Ford from okay. USA Basketball and had that opportunity to, to work with those guys in the summer, and that sort of propelled my career um, and then being in New York City for a couple years in Columbia put me on a great plat- platform to to coach basketball. And how'd you get to the Cavs? Around the sport. How'd you get well, to the Cavs? Well, I got Cal uh, Smith, who was the head coach at yep. Columbia for five years. Now he's at San Francisco. Introduced me to the then general manager Chris Grant at that time, and um, I, I, I became a scout. And I've been with the Cavs now five years, my sixth year, and. Um, you know, I never thought I'd be here at this at this point, and I also never thought I'd be on this show. So, well, listen. Before, how about before you were done? Before you were done, because I know it's was it December fifteenth. December fifteenth. Crazy. That's the end of an era. Well, That's thank, just you. Unbelievable. No, thank you. Unbelievable. Well, great to have you on the program. We're talking with the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that, I mean that. Talk about getting a job. At, first of all, you're 34 years old, and you're a general manager, and you know our program director's son is the general manager in Cleveland of the of the Indians, Mike Chernoff. So you know another young guys so but being a general manager at 34 and not only that working with a team that's a championship level team and dealing with you know one of the greatest players of all time I mean that's a that's a heck of a deal for a 34 year old guy well it's um tremendous opportunity obviously what makes this unique for me is I've been with the Cavs for five years so I sort of knew the lay of the land I knew the cast of characters if I had taken this on as a new face it would have been a lot more challenging now they're all hard, Mike, as you know. Each each position's hard. Each one's unique. Each one presents different challenges. Um, this one, you're tasked with, you know, winning a championship. 
And well, so, but and, and I, this I was, is a tricky know, I, year I want too. that challenge before anything. And well, go ahead. What you say? I said this is a tricky year too because you have you had you know the, the, whatever caused the trade. You have the whole thing with Irving. You bring back Isaiah, who is out till when? January is is he out till January? We think January. I mean, he wants to come back a lot sooner. Uh, we, we we're we're telling him to slow down, but he he's um he's getting stronger every day, and we're excited about about his return and. You know, I think obviously you mentioned the Kyrie thing, which was a challenge unto itself. But right. very rarely are you able to return an All Star in such a trade. So getting him in that deal was was important to us, and we're excited about getting him back. But we're not rushing it because, again, we're playing for a deep run and not so much uh, the right now. Well, look, I mean, right now he brought in some interesting pieces. It's going to see how they work. Wade. Like last night, asked to go to the bench, right? Rose is hurt. You got LeBron last night can step in, and he can do anything. We know that he can play point, which he's got the ball a lot anyway, as we know. And you brought in Green, who's going to be an interesting player for you, too. I mean, he's going to help you, too. There's no question. You know, it's interesting. I think this is for sure the deepest team we've ever been since I've been in Cleveland. And obviously, we got to get, we got to get healthy. But when you talk about, you know, Rose and, and, and LeBron and Wade and Kevin Love and Tristan, J.R., Corver, Crowder is a, a really um, unique piece for us, too, because he's going to come in and defend. He's and a good provide defender. that gritty toughness. Yeah, really good defender. He can hit defender. threes, too, yeah. now, Mike. He right. can hit threes. Right. He also takes the pressure off LeBron, so now he guards uh, other teams' best player, and we let LeBron roam a little bit. And then Jeff Green's another versatile defender, and then Shumpert, and so... All that before we get IT back, and we just think we're very deep, versatile, and um, and super talented. Obviously, you know that's we're talking with Kobe Altman, the general manager of the Cavs. We look at everything, and with your team, we measure it against whether or not they're still able to win a title, and nothing else. I mean, obviously, that's the level you're on with this team. It's interesting what you just said about Crowder. What Crowder can give you, we know he's an elite defender, so. While you may ask LeBron now maybe to have to be more involved on offense, you're going to take maybe a little pressure off him now by not having to have him be the stopper on defense as much right now. For sure. This is the first time I think that we've played uh, an elite defensive wing with LeBron since I've been here. And, and LeBron's so great in the backline defense because he's so vocal. He's such a great leader. He's calling out commands. He's calling out defensive shifts. And and uh, so having him on the back line as a protector slash helper uh, come to playoffs, I think is going to be a big deal for us. And and we're going to return some guys that can go get one. I think you know when you lose a Kyrie Irving, that's the, that's the hardest part. Kyrie, as the play breaks down, he can go get you a basket. And you know, we get it back to um, health. I think that that provides that sort of scoring punch to help LeBron out as well. But we're super deep and we're excited. I think it's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. We're, eight new guys, so as you know, Mike, the continuity doesn't start out right away, but uh, I think guys are in a great space and excited about what we can do with the, the new pieces. But you mentioned guys who are versatile. Green's a versatile guy. You have, obviously, Dwayne Wade, who would, you know he knows what he can give you on a given night. You got Rose, who, I mean, the only thing I, uh, that Rose has got to do is you know he can go to the basket with anybody. He's just got to be, you just like to see him be a little more consistent with his jump shot than he is. I mean, but he can still go to the basket and get his shot whenever he wants, I mean, which he does very well. Uh, but It'll be interesting to see how Isaiah and LeBron play. Do you envision Isaiah a little more with the ball or a little less with the ball and LeBron with the ball and allowing Isaiah just to nail threes? 
Well, it's interesting. I mean, Isaiah, i got to remember, Isaiah was, had 29 points a game last year uh, for Boston, and they finished on top of us last year to finish first in the East. So he, he comes with that score and punch. But if you watch Boston last year, they did a lot of movement. And so he can play without the ball. He hits, he cuts the corner, he comes off ball screens, and then at the end of the clock he can go get you a basket. So I'm excited to see that 1-3 on ball with him and LeBron gotcha. playing off each other. I think that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, at, at, that, that will be. And, you know, you wonder now what you may lose. Not that Irving was a good defender anyway, but what he might lose in terms of defense, you pick up with Green, with Crowder, and that that might be an inch. We look at everything from the Golden State matchup. All That's what we all look at is that, you know, what Green could offer or a Crowder could offer will be interesting in helping him out uh, on the other end of the floor a lot more. I mean, that might be, and it might take some pressure off Isaiah. I agree. Um, you know, we, we thought we got pretty good value back in that deal it's, it's hard you're trading a 25 year old all-star and Kyrie Irving going into his prime but you got to remember the pieces we got back in that deal and uh, I know that the deal was done during the summer Mike so you might have been in, in, in Saratoga yeah but we also got a pretty valuable draft pick in that in that deal as well and so that that gives us flexibility this year um if if we were to move it but I'm excited about this draft as well so it gives us a peek into the future as well in terms of having a high draft pick in this draft, hopefully. We're talking with Kobe Altman, the general manager of the Cavs. Kobe, how how much do you have to worry now about game-to-game game with LeBron as far as his minutes? And how we had this debate a while ago, and it's I think it's a fascinating one to see someone who I think has played harder minutes both ends of the floor than anybody I've ever seen in basketball and been asked to do more than anybody I've ever seen. How how long can he be at the same level? I mean, when do you start to see slippage? I thought maybe he's not as the elite defender where he was so good. Maybe he's a little less a defender than he was. Uh, the rest of his game actually at times has gotten better now with his offense. Um, from that standpoint, when do you, when is it reasonable or to expect him to slow down a little bit? Well, it's, it's a great question. I think he sort of knows his body better than anybody. And he'll tell you when, when sort of he wants to take a break, but he doesn't ever really do that. I wish we could protect him from himself, but he loves the game so much and he wants to play. Um, he can return to that defensive elite status when he wants to. In the finals, he leads both teams in block shots and steals. So when he wants to turn that side of it on, he can turn that side of it on. It's incredible, this run he's on. I mean, Mike, I mean, it's every day I'm around this guy who's led a team to seven straight finals. And if you add up all those extra playoff games, it's like an extra two seasons or yep. something like that. Remarkable. It's mind, it's mind boggling. No, remarkable and, and what his, he's doing. His, yeah, his body is. of work is just incredible. He creates a sense of urgency for everyone around him, including the front office, the coaches, the performance team. He brings a culture with him. And so, you know, we're, we're going to do whatever we can. And a lot of it, this offseason was like, yes, let's address this depth so we don't have to utilize him so much and play him so much like we did last year. We're very, very top-heavy last year. We're very, very talented, but now we can get some guys in there to take them off the floor and hopefully maintain, um, you know, you have to be better with them off the floor, but sort of maintain if we have a lead going into the fourth by way of example. What about Wade in the regular season? What are you expecting from him? I know he said he'd rather come off the bench. Uh, what, what, what about Wade? What can you expect from him? So in talking to him, and I talked to him yesterday, it was a pretty incredible conversation. He's an incredible professional. And that's not easy, Mike. This is one of the best shooting guards of all time. 
um, that went to the head coach and said, uh, you know, I'm willing to come off the bench because I think it's the role for me. And he told me yesterday, every person has to be the best in their role. And the times in Miami when I was the best player, that was my role. and People had to fit in around that. And now I'm coming to this team, and I want to help this team win, and I think my role is going to be off the bench. And what does he do? He has his first double-digit game scoring-wise yesterday and uh, helped us win. So we're, we're excited about what he brings in terms of his championship DNA, um, his basketball IQ, and I think the fit around him in that second unit is, is really remarkable when we put you know, Kyle Korver on the floor or put a Channing Fry on the floor and just give him space to do his thing. Um, it's going to be fun to watch him him, uh, his, him do his thing in that second unit. And, you know, Love's fit in better than I thought he would. When he first came, I wasn't in love with the idea of bringing him in there. And I have to admit, you know, when you look at his body of work, he has fit in better than I thought he would. And, you know what, he can do a lot of different things. He is versatile. He's very versatile. Um, he had to make the biggest sacrifice from Kyrie and LeBron when we first put that team together. And people sort of forget about the fact that you know, he's a 20 and 10 guy. You step, the moment he steps on the floor, he provides spacing, uh, shooting for, for LeBron who needs space. And then he's a remarkable passer. And so we're, we're going to see a lot more of Kevin Love this year. We're going to feature him a lot more. Um, and, uh, and I think you're right. I think he sort of goes, uh, un, uh, unnoticed in this, in this world that we, we live in with the Cavs, but, uh, he's a very, very important piece, uh, to our championship runs this last three years. We're talking with Kobe Altman, the general manager. The idea this year about sitting stars down, Have do you feel, since you have the biggest star, do you feel that you and the league are aligned about when and where LeBron will take his time to take games off? We're very sensitive to that, um, Mike, because we get it. I mean, we have a guy that when we – Go on the road. Yeah, he's a rock star. We're sold out. Yeah, yeah we're, no, we're sold out in every building. Right. I mean, you're traveling with a guy that's bigger than life. Um, that being said, we need to protect our guy because we're trying to win a championship. And so um, I get, I, I totally get uh, the new rules being put in place, and I, I understand where Adam's coming from. Adam Silver, our commissioner, is coming from. We've done a remarkable job with, with our league, and so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make sure we abide by the new rules, but we also have to be conscious of uh, what it's like for, for LeBron. I mean, you, you asked that question about how many games and when is it going to stop. And so um, is 82 games even, even something reasonable for a guy at this point? I, I, don't, I don't think so. He would like to, but we have to make sure that we're, we're being conscious and, and, and looking for a deep playoff run, which is our goal. And also, you know, I think you can probably win from anywhere in the playoff positioning. I mean, does that give you a lot of leeway? Do you feel that way, or do you feel you need to be in the upper echelon? I mean, do you have a target of where – I know you don't have to be first, but do you have a target of where you need to finish in your guy in your mind? Does it matter, or you just have to be in the, in, in, in the mix? I, I'd love to finish first, Mike, but it doesn't, it doesn't always work out that way. Again, I, I – I, w- I would say that the challenging part this uh, the start of the season is eight new eight new faces, and so how does that work out? And so we're going to have some bumps and uh, along the way of getting that continuity back. And then when we bring IT back, um, what's that going to look like? How long is that going to take? So making sure we're healthy and clicking on all cylinders is the most important part going to the playoffs for us. And so I'd love to say, yeah, let's finish first and have home court advantage throughout. 
I think the most important part for us is to be healthy and 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 playing at our our, our peak going into that first game in the playoffs. When you had when you were confronted with the Irving situation, we're talking with the general manager Kobe Altman. Uh, was the Celtics the clearly definitive best option, or were there other options that were close? It's a great question, Mike. I mean, I, I um, those are some dark days. I don't like to go back and rehash those those early moments in my tenure. It was a very challenging time. Um, now, but uh, it it, um, it was it was hard because one you, you don't. You don't want to go into uh, you know a position where you have to trade your your all star, and so the first week or so, I'm just collecting information and figuring it all out and seeing who was serious um, about it and who presented uh, the best offers. I won't go into other teams. There were some really serious teams that stepped up, and uh, we thought that uh, from a value perspective that Boston um, stepped up and 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 gave us presented us with a package that. One let us reshuffle the decks, but kept us really competitive this year. Uh, kept us really competitive this year, made us deeper, and then gave us um, some young assets and draft picks that we thought were very valuable for us and our flexibility moving forward. We're talking with Kobe Altman. You know, your job is an interesting one too, Kobe. From this standpoint, everyone feels since you have the maybe the biggest player in sports on your team. I mean, uh, he, you can make the argument he clearly is because uh, he's more valuable to, in terms of wins and losses than in any other team sport, um, that he is always got to be dealt with and you know deal with his whims about players if he's unhappy as the season draws on with a player. Do you have to talk him off the ledge on players? Do you have to go back and forth? Do you have to read? How much time do you spend dealing with him about what is really his team as much as anybody else's, how much input do you have with him in terms of personnel during the season? Because that's always always speculated. You're the only one who could really answer it. How much input sure. does he really sure. have into that? Sure. So he's, he's a basketball savant. and I don't say that lightly. He's an absolute genius, um, X's and O's-wise and then personnel-wise. So it wouldn't be smart of us not to utilize his brain when we're discussing different opportunities. Um, he's been in this league. This is his 15th year. He knows everybody. He evaluates everybody. He's up late watching league pass, so he, he does the analysis and the evaluations. Um, it, would, it wouldn't be smart for us not to use his brain when we're discussing different things uh, or different opportunities, which is, which is my job. Um, he's been a tremendous partner for us this offseason. Um, as chaotic as it, it looked from the outside, we thought we were doing a really good job of making incremental changes to help us. And he was a big partner in that in terms of helping us recruit some of these free agents. So he remains locked in and, and steadfast in helping us win a championship. And those goals are aligned. Um, you know, and it's, it's, we're, we're fortunate also to have an owner in Dan Gilbert that gives us the resources, the wherewithal, and the support to go field a team like we do every single year. So He's in a great space. LeBron's in a great space, but I, I, I'm honest. I, I learn when I when I talk to him about players. I learn when I talk to him about different strategies and schemes. Um, he, he's a brilliant, brilliant basketball mind. So he's a part of a lot of our decision making. That makes sense. I mean, it really does. I mean, first of all, he's been there a long time. Secondly, I mean, he's the guy. You got to keep him happy. I mean, he's, it, it, there's a partnership there. There clearly is. So you got to keep him. You know, you got to keep him involved. I just wonder if. 
does it get to the point where he goes high and low on players based on how guys are playing or based whether the team's in a slump? The, I mean, does it does his moods change like that, or is he more even keeled than that? No, he's a leader. He's a leader, and and every time we go out on the road, he's inviting everyone uh, out to dinner. He's much more of a everybody everybody in sort of mentality, and that's that's a cultural thing. Um, that's a leadership piece that that can't be taught. That's the kind of person he is, and he lifts. He's uplifting, and uh, but he he wants to win, man. He wants to win, Mike. And you were you were you know you guys followed those those Knicks teams around, and we kept running into that Michael Jordan, and Michael did whatever it took, you know, to, to win some of those games. And whether his teammates were upset with him or not, somehow he ended up getting that done. He has that in him. It's just an undying will to win, and that aligns with our goals as well. One last one, Kobe, and I appreciate your time. We're talking with Kobe Altman, the general manager of the Cavaliers. How much is done with an eye on the league, and how much is done with an eye on, on, on Golden State? I mean, how much does Golden State enter into all your plans since they're obviously the other team in the league right now? It's, it's a great question. Um, you know, that's a juggernaut out west. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but we, we really do have to pay attention to ourselves and make sure we're getting better every day and then also making sure we're taking care of business every day from the next opponent standpoint. And then from a playoff standpoint, you still have to get there, right? And so we don't know who's going to line up with us uh, if we're fortunate enough to ever get back to, to, to the championship. Uh, but, I, you know, everyone talks about how bad the East is. I think the East is still pretty good and presents its challenges and teams that got better um, every single year. So, uh, yeah, of course, you're, you're watching the league. You're, you're watching everybody in the league. And you understand how, how, what a great team uh, Golden State is. But for us internally, how are we getting better? How are we getting better every single day? And am I doing the job to investigate all the opportunities that could could, could uh, get us better as well? Uh, you're a Brooklyn guy. You watch all the teams in the league. What do you want to tell me about the Knicks right now? So, <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> my Knickerbocker. So, I think what's interesting about the Knicks is, you know, finally I think Steve Mills has a chance to, um, you know, put sort of have his plan in place. And, and Mike, you, you've been around it this whole time. You know, what was, what was the plan? You know, what was the plan? Was there ever a plan? And so I think he has, to, has a chance to have, have a plan, use his draft picks, um, not do anything to, to cut any corners, um, have, you know, grow his young youth, and, and hopefully uh, have uh, enough patience from the city to do that. And I think New Yorkers will, if they see the plan, they'll buy into it, even if it means a few years of, of that. But uh, I think Steve finally, uh, who's done a great job rounding out his staff in the front office, um, I think he, he's able to, to, to sort of have this vision, and, and we'll see where he takes it. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. Don't be a stranger. Call up any time. Uh, so, uh, and I do appreciate Good luck this year, and we'll chat along the way. Thanks very much. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate My pleasure. You Thank you so much. Thank Bye-bye. you. Kobe Altman, the general manager uh, from Brooklyn, uh, the general manager of the Cavs,